0: bear naked, bare naked, bare naked. Bare naked. ABCs. welcome to the bear Naked ABCs where we discuss every bare naked lady song from seven to y although for the last few weeks it, it seems like all we're discussing are covers maybe this week will be di diff- nope. nope never mind this week we are discussing rock and roll uh, remind me though don't we discuss
1: rock and roll no, every week it's been a long time since i rock and rolled so
0: <laughs> oh we're discussing that rock and roll uh, oh. well
1: kind of kind of
0: <laughs> oh you mean we're not discussing led zeppelin
1: not really and not actually many lyrics of this <laughs>
0: <laughs> can we discuss led zeppelin instead
1: <gasps> yeah yeah i i oh sure sure
0: <laughs> so tonight joining me i have heidi thank you for sticking through the hard time
1: hello everybody hello hello
0: so okay, I do have a question for you. Um, before we get into this, if you've never heard Bare Naked Ladies' uh, cover of this song, it
1: sounds like this. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. <laughs>
0: ladies bare naked ladies rock red rocks okay Heidi, i need you to help me here
1: Uh, yeah
0: i need to understand
1: i bounced why... my balls right up to my chest on that one sheesh
0: <laughs> i need you to explain to me why explain, explain. yeah yeah um i need you to sum us... up <laughs> i need you to sum up for me why this song is so iconic i mean it was rated not the bare naked ladies version but even the led zeppelin version it was listed as the in the 50 most exciting songs of all time and the top 100 greatest rock songs of all time at number 66 like i like this song don't get me wrong but when i say this song is iconic i don't think i would like so maybe I'm missing something. can
1: you? I don't know. like of all of the Zeppelin tunes and I love a lot of, of Zeppelin songs, I don't this yeah, I guess it's iconic um, as one of their most known songs. But...
0: but of the most exciting of all time, one of the greatest rock songs of all.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't think it's the a... well, maybe because it's it's really fast
0: um yeah i mean it is
1: that i don't know like i'm really not sure like the like the the lyrics aren't maybe it's just like
0: anything phenomenal. aren't overly
1: complicated nope
0: no and, and i mean the the music itself is great but it's it's not like extremely difficult It's it's based on a very basic rock format
1: I don't know. And it could be, I don't know. Um, maybe it's something, I don't know. It, it seems straightforward. Like it's very straightforward. Like the, the drums are very straightforward, which is wait. And Ed plays drums on this one, right? Yes. It, yeah. Yeah. Because
0: um, this, this is a song they like to do. They like to have one song in every show where they, they have Tyler come out from behind the drums and sing and ed goes back and does the drums and and for this tour that was the this was the song that they did that with although calling it a song is really not a service to songs um because it's not a full song i would love to hear tyler do a full song of this
1: and i you know it's a weird song too because it's uh, there's a mosquito in here um it kind of shifts meaning a lot of times like are you talking about rock and roll from 1971 versus 1955 are you talking about rock and roll in the terms of like a a a woman because he talks about that later like i don't know well let's Um, let's,
0: do you want to go into the
1: lyrics yeah we can because the bnl does not use all of the lyrics
0: Correct. They only um, use like what the first verse and and yeah, the they chorus. use
1: the first verse and then and he doesn't even say the right words. Tyler changes <laughs> let me get back to open your arms.
0: Yeah, first he goes into the second and
1: then they go right into the ooh yeah part, and <laughs> so it's not really accurate. So no. they don't even use a lot of the song, they just kind of jam out for a bit and went with it. It's almost like it was. And they do that a lot with songs. Like all of a sudden they'll start a song and you they just kind of go with it. Yeah. Um, but. Um,
0: and Tyler just likes to go out there and just have fun anyway. So if he's having fun, then the audience is having fun and that's his kind of view on things.
1: Well, I mean, it, the, the overall song is, is a va- very basic progression. They do it in the key at a, which, and they do it at 170 beats per minute, but B takes it a little slower. At 167 beats per minute, and they change it to the key of D, I think. Oh. Um, but it's what does what is the meaning of rock and roll? Mean like since I rock and rolled, since I did the stroll. Now the stroll was a dance popular in the 1950s, in right. the age of rock and roll, um, about especially from 55 to 1960.
2: Come, let's stroll, stroll across the floor.
1: um so is it hearkening back to that time because it's now 1971 obviously so it and then but then it's been a time time since the book of love which is also a famous song from the 1950s
2: yes tell me tell me tell me who wrote the book of love i've got to know the answer was someone from
1: love um tell me tell me tell me oh who wrote the book of love I used to love that song um me too <laughs> I can't count the tears of a life with no love carry me back to where I come from so
0: tears so the tears line is also a reference as I found
1: Lonely so, teardrops. I Count uh,
0: the Tears is a 1960s Benny King and the Drifter song.
1: I have counted every day since you've been away. It seems like a thousand years. And at na 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 at night, I na And count the tears Okay, there are lots of songs from that era, like Lonely Teardrops by yes. um, Jackie. Was it Jackie? Oh, oh shoot. Lonely Teardrops. Oh,
0: I know exactly which one you're saying. i, I feel just...
1: I'll never cry. Oh. Lonely Teardrops. I was such a huge Jackie Wilson, um, just like Jackie Wilson. Um, I was a huge fan of 90s, 1950s music. Oh,
0: yeah. 50s and 60s is what I grew up listening to
1: when I was like 16 years old and I think a lot of kids especially because it was the mid late 80s early 90s and I was I went through this phase where I listened to all like 1950s and 60s music was my jam so mm-hmm. you name it buddy Ho- like I know all of that music like the back of my hand um so buddy holly and the crickets buddy holly um um um, oh uh, big bopper jerry lee lewis, jerry lewis. um yeah all Fast of that's domino stuff. fats domino uh jackie wilson um um oh um oh my brain is fuzzy right now <laughs> well ricky nelson drifters, the um that yes. yeah and then moving into the 60s and the motown movement like i those songs were such a part of what i i i had all kinds of different cassette tapes and records of, of this kind of music. So thinking of like the book of love, uh, was that the Deltones? I can't, I can't remember offhand right now, but there's so much good music from that time period. And in my American history through music class, of course, we, we rip apart American pie and we talk about Buddy Holly and Richie Valens and JP, um, well, the big bopper. And and that time period and again going back to the time period because it's very similar like you could probably compare this song to that song in that like Mm -hmm. we're we've moved so far away from that era like take me back did you write the book of love and do you have faith in god above if the bible tells me so do you believe in rock and roll like so it's really interesting because those that's did they both come out in 71 yes I think American Pie came out in 71, too. So it's this is really interesting. I never even thought about that because this it's been a long time since I rock and rolled, since I did the stroll. They talk about the um, saw cop in American Pie in mm-hmm. the song American Pie. He talks about, you know, we kicked our kicked off our shoes. Dig that rhythm and blues. Well, um, and the book of love as well. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Did you write the book of love? Which is, a, again, that song. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, But then, so you've got that verse and then it's been a long time, but a long time, been a long, 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 long. Um, then, oh, seems so long since we walked in the moonlight making vows that we just can't work right. Open your arms. This is where Tyler steals the open your arms part in the wrong right. place. Right um let let love come and run come running in so is it just at that time period of innocence where you would just walk and hold hands and um... but i
0: think that he's hitting so so here's my thoughts
1: yeah i'd love to hear it
0: um so also by the way i think get back is a reference to the beatles
1: it could be yeah let me let get, me get back. back let me yeah. get back
0: um and i think carry me back is a reference to early songs as well because there's the statler brothers the rascals that have carry me back and then ray charles doing the old song of carry me back to old virginia
1: oh right that's right
0: so i mean any of those could have been who he was well and,
1: to. oh sorry go ahead and continue but put a. I gotta put a pin in my thought right here go right ahead No, you continue your
0: thought. I'll come back in. So my my thought on this as I dug deep into it, um, to truly really try to figure it out was I think he's making reference to both that you were talking about. I think the first verse is he was making refer reference to old rock and roll and getting back to rock and roll. Um so Led Zeppel this came out on Led Zeppelin four led zeppelin three was very much an acoustic folk song type folk Mm. sounding album yeah um there's a couple of differences in there but for the most part that's kind of like what it was and then like they got lambasted by the critics for for three which i don't know why amazing album anyways right
1: oh absolutely i mean
0: immigrant song wow
1: yeah exactly
0: um, but Plant wanted to kind of prove that they could just rock out. And so this was him kind of proving to the critics like, no, we're we can still get back to our roots of rock and roll like this is where we come from. That being said, I think then he also went into the old definition of what rock and roll means, because from the old blues definition, like blues singers, when they said rock and roll really meant sex.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: And so, like I think that's when we get to the second verse, where a lot more of those kind of references are kind of coming in
1: that's a really interesting point i also i mean they obviously had a huge influence from um rhythm and or from the blues blues time period oh, yeah. um and they also were huge fans of of old folk ballads and i'm not not i'm talking old folk ballads yeah. like the maid freed from the gallows which was an ancient child ballad Well, not ancient but an early um uh there was this guy named J- james francis child and he went over to the british isles in I think the mid 1800s and collected all kinds of these ballads that had gone back to the medieval period like Barbara Allen and Mm -hmm. these stories. And then he brought them back and like gave them all numbers. And some of them were anonymous. Most of them were anonymous because it was all part of the oral tradition of handing it down from generation to generation before people could read, before the book was, you know, writing songs down was a thing. And Zeppelin, like they're known, I mean, they did their they have a version of Gallo, uh, they have Gallows Pole, which is a version mm-hmm. of the Maid freed from the gallows, which is an what an example of their use of really songs from the f- folk tradition of the like 16th, 17th century um, 18th century. And you also have like,, uh, oh, they they redid, um, oh, the when the levee breaks, which was mm-hmm. a Memphis mini. Uh, song about the 1927 or 29 flood of Mississippi, and so they like they they tie themselves to these ballads and this these old stories. So I I kind of see how you know they they're constantly making con- connections to prior time periods, and mm-hmm. those connections. It's, I, I I it's and a lot of people don't know that they're not just a rock band. No,
0: I mean, they they take a lot of influences from a number of different places and really then make it into something completely different.
1: Yeah, they really did, because you think about when the levee breaks and the originals and they keep the integrity of they keep the the lyrics, um, they keep like the, the 12 bar blues feel um, and then but they just take it to another level mm-hmm. Um so some have said, you know, they just like basically stole their their sound from taking, but but those songs would have been kind of lost. I think a lot of those songs would have been lost. Yeah, um, I don't know. It's just my just my thought.
0: No, and, and well, and I like I said, they take it not just from that; they take it from a number of places. Like I, when you well, listen, well, Jimmy to- Page. This is a
1: quote I just found, which is interesting. So they've uh the same way the stones tried to be the sons jimmy page said this the same way the stones tried to be the sons of chuck berry we Mm -hmm. tried to be the sons of howlin wolf who was Mm. a very well-known blues man um so that makes a whole lot of sense
0: yep that does make a lot of sense but you i also like when in listening to carry me back to old virginia but done by ray charles
2: Mm. You ought to carry, carry me back, yeah, to old, to old Virginia. That's where the cotton, that's where the cotton and, and the corn and
1: cane is grown.
0: Like there's a listening to that version of the song, I could see a lot of similarity with how that also probably leaked into to uh, Led Zeppelin as well.
1: Well, from their very, this is another quote. This is from an article called from loudersound.com, how Zeppelin plundered music's past to create a blueprint for its future. From their very first gig, Zeppelin took what they wanted from the existing canon of music. And yet they repaid the debt by turning what they took into something more than the sum of its parts, something that lasts. So the blues songs that they played and recorded in their early years became the foundation for an entire genre of music in reusing them and spinning them in new and unheard directions. So they were extending a tradition that had begun with the blues and folk music itself. So that, I think, like... That sums up what I had said before I read that.
0: Yes. No, I think you're right on the right track. Um, and it was in, it's interesting because then on top of it, they could do some other really phenomenal music that was very inventive. I mean, um, I, I went out and listened to Four Sticks this week. And the, in, the inventiveness and creativity that they have in that song is just amazing. Um and the reason I listened to that song particularly is that that song is directly interconnected with this song. Um so that song is really like the the story for this song is really kind of cool. Um So the song kind of, um, rock and roll kind of came about the song, um, because they were working on four sticks and they were working at, at a, at Headley Grange mansion. So they're working at a mansion that actually didn't even have a recording studio in it. And so they had the Rolling Stones portable recording studio with them there. But in order to do that they actually had to have Ian Stewart from the Rolling Stones there working it. Huh. Well then they're like, "You know what? So when 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 the time came for them to record this song, he was there and they're like, "You know what? We need this really amazing bluesy jazzy type piano. Can you do that for us?" And he jumped in, which is why they have Ian Stewart on the song as well. Wow. Um but this song was a mistake. a beautiful mistake because they were they were doing four sticks and john bottom was just exhausted and and felt like that the drum pattern for that song was just not coming together and it was it was completely unplayable um he he was just completely frustrated and so he took a break (laughs) and he started playing something completely different so he started playing the the riff the drum riff from "Keep a Knockin'" by Lil Richard, which you can hear when you hear.
2: Keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Come back tomorrow night and try it
1: again. Keep a knocking, but you can't come in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You totally hear that. I never made that connection before because the opening drum with that especially that open hi-hat sound wow never even made that connection but yeah it's exactly <laughs> like that
0: um and that's when jimmy page came in on the guitar part and just started filling in the 12 bars blues type guitar now part.
1: i'm sure you're gonna add those little snips in the thing and mm-hmm. the in the i'm gonna <laughs> try <laughs>
0: Um and so that's that was the basically the bones of the song was created within 30 minutes. Wow. Which also wow. might be why it kind of keeps switching up during the song about like why about the you know whether or not <laughs> what the song is about because in 30 minutes they were they were kind of probably all over the place in writing this and more focusing on the musical piece than than the lyrical piece during it. <laughs> Very well known this was one of the big concert things that they played um but it was a really hard one to play like when they did when they did live aid in 1985 but they obviously didn't have john bonham because he had died this is the first time they played it without john bonham and tony thompson and phil collins filled in really plant and page were so upset by how the whole concert went off including this song that they never when they later on when they came back to do it again for other concerts they're like nope we apps. they they refused to actually do any more concerts for quite some time because they're like this was horrible it was a horrible experience wow but the next three benefits that they did then had john bonham's son jason join join on to the drums And it went phenomenal. So they played this song specifically at Carmen Plant's 21st birthday party, Jason Bonham's wedding, at which point he got up in his tux and (laughs) played the drums. And then a benefit in 2007, like ever since then, like he has always been their go-to person.
1: Wow. (laughs) I did not know any of that. That's so interesting.
0: Like the song has a really cool story to it. I, I, I like it. Um, I still don't think it's iconic, but I like this.
1: Yeah, this I don't story. think it's iconic either, but I think it's it's definitely, that's interesting. I did not know that. <laughs> and and they
0: said that like, a lot of people out there try to play this song, and that's basically just a two-handed shuffle all the way through playing 16th notes. Yep. But it's done a little bit differently, and so it's really hard to play properly. So my question to you... It, is do you think you're the musician here? Do you think that Ed did it well?
1: I think he did it okay. Um, I he's no John Bonham.
0: Well no but <laughs>
1: they I mean, did they do a whole lot of love before they started doing they did this one? Yes. So and Ed played drums on that before too. Um yep and but i i mean do i think tyler would have probably done a better but it's it's one of those that's just kind of fun like you know that tyler just had a good time with it and he wanted to do it and ed was like okay but yeah it's definitely not as tight he does a good job though i was very i'm pretty impressed actually with his job on it especially yeah. at the tempo they took it which was pretty close to the original tempo
0: yeah you said it was like 162 right
1: yeah it's 167
0: so 167 it's, so yeah right yeah, it's there. right
1: there it's right there and that's not easy to do
0: no i mean i think that is one of the highest beats per minute that we had out of any of the it songs. pretty much is
1: yeah it's really <laughs> really fast
0: I mean, the only one that I have on here that is close to that is Raisins. Right. So <laughs> we know that Tyler can do it, but man, that's a, that's a quick pace.
1: Yeah, it is a quick pace, but you can, I mean, you obviously know, you always know with, with them that, that Tyler's got to have a huge, he's definitely influenced huge hugely <laughs> in a big way um by zeppelin and bonham and you know oh, and yeah. so you can tell that in tyler's playing too in some of his fills and things like that you can hear that inspiration
0: yeah i think i think bonham and rush would be like tyler's major oh
1: absolutely neilpert who's a god to everybody um <laughs>
0: I think that BNL does a decent job with this.
1: Oh yeah, I think so. I I, I, I think he really does.
2: I, would I have mean, a good I think time. he's
1: done a good job again, except for I mean, I think the voice is okay. Um, I think you know, the, obviously, there it's kind of a throwaway, just fun thing for them to be doing to get the crowd going and and just this mess up of lyric you know they weren't playing i doing the whole song it's just gonna be like let's just jam out and and play zeppelin for a few minutes um which i kind of appreciate and really kind of like actually
0: yeah if it's done on that level then i like it but i also would really like to hear tyler doing a full rendition of this because his voice is there for it
1: yeah it's kind of like when Steve used to go on at the end of the set and do a uh, memory and mm-hmm. he'd start right at touch me yep. and and you're like, I could, I could hear Steve do a whole version of it. I could. But he
0: wouldn't. He would only do like a, not even a verse.
1: I know <laughs> I was
0: like, no, don't stop. Well, I don't have a lot more to say about No, this me neither.
1: It could lot. just be the allergies. <laughs> allergies. Du, du, du. Another allergies. Tyler song. Allergies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it, part of it is it's is, it's a cover and it's so
1: entirely short. It's very, very short. It's all of <laughs> uh, two minutes. It's two minutes and 48 seconds, but most of it is them just screwing around so we
0: we probably should talk about them screwing around because i i mean tyler does a very tyler-esque thing um during the end of the song yep (laughs) (laughs) where you can't see it but i was actually i went to the this tour um and so he was dancing around and jumping and doing big bounces on the stage Um, And then, of course, he says, I just bounced my balls into my chest. Right. (laughs) And then there's another one where he, I think he even landed in a split. And he's like, nope, just bounced them back out again.
1: Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) I I saw that tour, but I don't remember. I don't know. I I think it's just I've seen so many, and I don't know how you keep them straight. I'll be curious to hear how how Stefan and Aaron write
0: this. This is Aaron's review. Rock and roll is a cover of a Led Zeppelin song. And as a fan who considers that band to be amongst rock royalty, that's already a steep hill for the boys to climb. They seem to be just playing around and not taking it very seriously, which could count for or against them. I don't think they were mocking the song, but they definitely weren't trying to do it justice, and certainly not elevate it or make it their own. As such, I don't hate it, but it sort of feels more like a sound check or a throwaway joke than full song. It's far from the worst thing that they've ever done musically, but it didn't really capture my attention. I'd give Rock and Roll 2 out of 5. Stefan says... Rock and roll was different. I've never really heard them rock like that. They did great. I couldn't differentiate them from another rock band. Even the singer. From talent alone, I give it a three. For a rock factor, a total of 3.75. Yes.
1: Speaking of Rich... Do you want bounced balls?
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Okay. Yep.
1: How many bounce? balls? Follow
0: the bouncing ball.
1: Follow the bouncing ball. Oh my goodness. And I guess I have to go first.
0: So we're going to put how many fo- how many bo- bouncing balls are we following?
1: How many bouncing balls are we following? Okay. How many bouncing Tylers? <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I I'll have you start. How many how many do you think that this is worth?
1: Okay. So for me, this is just one of those fun things. It's not. It's not going to be one that I go seek. It's not. Um, you know, it's not what I consider a BNL song. Um, even a cover. It's kind of hard to wrap my head around because it's not quite a full cover. So it's. I. Uh, but I, I. It's fun and it is very reminiscent of them. And it's. It's always nice to see Tyler do something crazy and come out from behind the kit so i'm gonna say i'm gonna give this a 2.7
0: okay okay and i gotta say i am not far off from you on that one um there were times that i was like ah do i really want this on this disc because it's not a full song it's not but
1: it's a live
0: album so well that's the thing one it's a live album two I think the purpose that it meets for me is reminding me of all the different times that Tyler has come out from behind Near the, the drum bar.
2: kit.
1: <laughs> My favorite still.
0: <laughs> I could have totally done that, but that one's also a sight one so
1: it it really is all of the sight gags that you can't explain how awesome some of them were like the dance break you know watching jim and like i yeah there are so many of those that you had to be there to get it
0: (laughs) but i think that's what this serves is like this is a song that you could put on there and you get that feeling of those and you get reminded of those and it brings up all those wonderful feelings of like oh yeah and then they did this and this oh yeah that's
1: that's true yeah
0: so i think that when they were like what do we put on this album we've only got this much time left do we what do we throw on there like yeah let's let's throw this on there because right right it's part of what we do i think that's good for that but again if i'm raking it next to like Brian Wilson and conventioners. It, it's obviously not going to be that. Um, I wouldn't honestly even put put the original version of that there. Um,
1: I, think I, I have a CD them. that's got a bunch of their raps from various shows and I keep like every time I go back and listen to those I I get called back like I remember that Mm -hmm. part of the show so yeah I think you're right I think yeah for remembrance purposes what did you give it
0: um so I'm gonna give it a 2.75
1: oh that's not so bad
0: no I I think it's fun it's good to listen to I I sometimes I'll skip it but then it's nice to come back to sometimes and and have it playing and and Tyler does a good job with it, and Ed does a good job with it. So.
1: Oh yeah, he does.
0: And the other guys do too, but I mean, those are the two that I'm really focusing on because those are the, that's what people remember out of this song. So. And speaking of which, obviously that's got to be Kevin playing on the guitar since we have Ed behind the drums. So right. Kevin does a really great job. He does as a well. pretty
1: darn good job, absolutely. So.
0: Um, and the appearance for this week is, um, as we record, this is NBA finals week. Right. Um, and in recognition of that, the appearance this week is Ed Robertson on the TSN show, the basketball show, um, <laughs> on Edmonton 1260. How
1: appropriate!
0: Um, talking about the NBA all-star game and then playing the national anthem for it back in 2018. Wow. Cool so nice
1: connection there
0: yeah it's it's pretty cool um it it was a neat little interview to listen to nothing special but like i said it kind of goes along with this song and um i i I think probably honestly uh to give a a highlight like next next week's song um because i i don't i personally don't think next week's song is anything special either (laughs)
1: Well, we shall see. <laughs> we'll I mean... see how everyone
0: else feels about it, but uh <laughs> you know there are better there are better versions of Rudolph the red nosed reindeer out there.
1: Oh, you just gave it away. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I had no transition for that one. I, I didn't know where well, I was. What do you
1: do with that? that? You know, yeah, there's not much you can. You can't really go from I could say a that long time bad. since
0: rudolph <laughs> i mean rock and roll is a classic and and rudolph is a classic i like yes, yeah I, I don't i don't know where i could go you know my puns they're they're getting worse and worse because i'm running out of ink but that's a <laughs> few <laughs> weeks down the road <laughs> uh,
1: excuse
0: me well thank you so much for being the one person that joined me this week you're
1: welcome you fought I through
0: your so allergies glad
1: to be here <laughs> <laughs> you, i'm really glad that this is an oral audience only and not a visual because boy i'm telling y'all like you don't want to see this today
0: well you've been fine to talk to
1: oh thanks i try to you know stay positive and full of joy even when i can't breathe through my nose
0: (sighs) Oh well. now see i could have gone there i could i could have brought us to rudolph the red-nosed reindeer because oh yeah that would have been a good connection yeah
1: yeah totally
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh well blew that one like i blew my nose
1: oh gross on that note friends (laughs) see you next week week. on hee-haw (laughs)
2: thanks that was fun don't forget no regrets